much for joining us for Faith in Four Letter Words, where we take an unapologetically real look at surviving the boys' club, motherhood, and perfect poly, all while living in the glass fishbowl. I'm Amanda Goodman. And I'm Tara Thomas. Thanks so much for continuing to tune in to, do we say tune in in 2020? Is it um, stream in? Stream in. <laughs> to our Faith in Four Letter Words <laughs> podcast. Yeah, we are, we are on episode 34. And I only know that because I pulled it up on Spotify to check and was blown away to think that we've been able to expound 30 minutes or so every week for 34 weeks now. That's impressive. Wow. That just means that we either have tons of wonderful ideas are most likely full of hot air. I'm going with the latter. <laughs> well, it brought us through the pandemic. I mean, I'm not, I it mean, did. we're still in it, but it was very, like, we talk about how it's, this has been therapeutic and sharing like our story. And so for me, it's been, I look forward to it. I mean, I can't see you very often. So it's right. good to talk to you from our, you know, our different homes. And before we get started today, of course, I want to thank our, our main sponsors, uh, Rock Gym, the OG of gyms, often imitate it, never duplicate it. Um, Mid-session right now, it's a six-week session and it's still kicking my butt. Going great. When you that, get out of that gym, I, like, you literally, you're wringing your t-shirt. It's like, that's my favorite kind of workout, like when you're just so sweaty and yuck. <laughs> so and it's good for the emotional release as well. Oh, God, I mean, God. that's, that's huge, especially with all that you're dealing with as a mother of four and oh. full-time job, et cetera. I mean, I hear you. The other individual and business we can't not mention is Pixel Labs out of Cedar Falls. The engineers behind our podcast, Zach and his crew, if you have any digital marketing needs to boost your brand, reach out to Pixel Labs, like it sounds, P-I-X-E-L Labs in Cedar Falls. They are fantastic. You know, I, there's a couple of things I want to talk to you about today, but I, I, I do want to say this because I posted something on my personal Facebook the other day and people, some people went batshit crazy. Okay. So <laughs> imagine that. Imagine <laughs> that. And, you know, and I didn't even, I knew people were going to get up because it wasn't a political post. And I started the whole entire post that said, this isn't a political post. All I was talking about, you know, when a former president, Bill Clinton, when he was talking about character in the oval and be bad behavior in the oval office, I just thought, you know, the democratic party may want somebody else to roast Trump about behavior in the oval, not the guy that was getting BJs by an intern. You know, oh my gosh, I'm no kidding. Sorry to be a little crass, you know, if you're listening to this in the morning hours, but that's all I said. And so people immediately, you know, just came down my throat. So you're saying that he's the best one. And I'm, nope, I'm just saying if you want to roast anybody, why don't you choose who you, you know, let's not do like do as I say, not as I do type of thing. But totally. this is where we are in this political climate. And mm -hmm. my cousin had posted back to me, and my, and my cousin um, was an army ranger. Like, he is one of the biggest badasses I know. He has fought for our country literally for years and years and years. And he said, the state of our country right now is, who's the lesser of two evils? Mm -hmm. Well, he's bad, but he's not as bad as this one. And this, I mean, it's like, it's insane to me. And so I responded to somebody and saying like, oh, you think he's good in the Oval? And I said, this is all I'm saying. I would hope that whoever sits in that office has the highest level of character and integrity. Some presidents have succeeded wonderfully. Others have failed miserably. That's all I'm saying. And if we can't say that without jumping down, you know, each other's throat, no wonder people are like, I'm out. Like, I just can't yeah, anymore. So ridiculous. 
Well, here's the thing that's so interesting, and you even touched on this, I think, in your hashtag that referencing the fact that you had, in fact, at that time in your life, now reflecting on, you know, an election decades ago, you voted for Bill Clinton. Yes. As did as did I. Now, I was in college at the time. Did I think that I should completely disregard all of his personal life faults and dysfunction when it came to considering, you know, at that juncture, who of the choices would be better suited to be president? Absolutely. I did disregard his personal life because the fact is, and we've talked about this before, the difference between voting in an election in 2020 and voting decades ago, as many of our you know parents and grandparents have done for years, the difference is you didn't know what you now know because of one thing, the internet and mm-hmm. then extending that social media. social media. I mean, we've talked about this. JFK was not being serenaded by Marilyn Monroe because of happenstance for singing happy birthday, Mr. President. If his philandering were followed by TMZ, were tweeted and trending, Right, how we perceived the man that has gone down in history as one of the greatest presidents of all time would be tainted. Exactly. And so you can't not extend that to the current <laughs> men in office because they have human nature faults, just like many men, regardless of whether they're a sanitation driver, you know, or leading the country. JFK had pool parties with naked women <laughs> in the White House <laughs> pool with the door locked. So imagine if paparazzi was standing outside the door. You know, like if I'm going to criticize, I'm not criticizing, but I'm going to question your character because you should be at a higher level. You should. You know, like That's what, very you true. Do in your, what you do in your personal life, I don't care as long as you're running the country. But we all know that there, you know, President Clinton was on like the phone with some foreign diplomats while all this was going on. My, I, I'm not going to judge anybody, but if I'm calling somebody out, I'm not calling out the whole party or the like, you know, this had nothing to do with Joe Biden. And someone's like, oh, so now you're not going to vote for, it's like, just shut up and go to bed. You know what I mean? Like I'm not going rounds with anybody on Facebook about this. I said what I said. I stand by it. I stand by it. And and another post that you shared that I loved that also generated a mixed response was your contrast between Governor Kim Reynolds Mm -hmm. and now vice presidential candidate Kamala Harris. This is what Talk about how you really cut to the chase in regard to the way that all women, regardless of party affiliation or political agendas, should be received and perceived by other females. You know, and it's interesting, Tara, because it has been disgusting how I've seen both women, like the immediately when um, Kamala Harris was announced, you know, she's not black enough suddenly. She slept her way to the top. Um uh, she she got those positions by being on her knees. You know, you hear Governor Reynolds, all the decisions I, I read. Um, she's just abroad in the office. She needs to retire to the kitchen. I wouldn't even hire her as my secretary. She needs a new stylist. And it's, you know, these are two leaders with very different politics, but they're so similar because they have been raked over the coals and literally burned alive in the court of public opinion on social media. Okay. They have. So they have. So they're ready. They they're well aware that they're going to be criticized for the decision making, policies, beliefs, and parts in politics. If they were men. If they were men. But because they are women, 
they're going to be, they're signed up and stand for degrading, rude, and callous and sexist comments. People aren't talking about their policies. They're talking about, you know, that they're judging them based on superficial stuff. I mean, it's, you want to hold people accountable for the decisions that affect us, you know, but they're just insulting them for being women. So I saw a meme on Facebook in response to a thread that was actually on a local newspaper's post something about Biden and Kamala. And it was Joe and his hoe. That was the sign. Yes, and I that. thought to myself, this is how low we've sunk as a country. And here's what we've talked about again and before. And women are sharing that, Tara. Oh, I mean, come on. Other women were sharing that. I'm thinking, what? You need your woman card revoked. I don't care if you're not going to vote for her. I understand that. But she has had enough balls to step to the plate and leave. That's right. And, and, and so it's like what, Reynolds. And you've been called a whore many times. Oh, my God. Which is so ridiculous. Should be my middle name. And, and hey, so welcome to the podcast. I'm Amanda Whore Goodman. Thanks for joining us. <laughs> And this this is what struck me about that, because I always think through the logic of words and sort of the power of the spoken word. And I am all I am a complete and total free speech advocate times 10. I do not believe we've talked about how we don't even censor our own the slams and the critics that have come for us. We've left that posted for all to read. And when I read that, I just again, I have to just reverse the gender viewpoint. And I have to laugh and say to him, would it ever be, you know, Kamala and her pimp? I mean, <laughs> think about that. Like you would no. never, there is no word no. in the English language no. that applies to a man that mm-hmm. has the same cutting element to it. There is none. So when you call a woman a whore or a hoe mm-hmm. or whatever slanderous term, mm-hmm. You cannot do so in the reverse to men because our culture has never, never given power That's to right. words that are supposed to take down the opposite gender. Exactly. It doesn't exist. And this is what I want women to know. I don't care, you know, I'm not going to say I don't care who you're going to vote for, but, <laughs> but that's your decision. But it doesn't matter. Okay. So if you're right, you're left, middle, whatever. You don't have to like agree with policies and everything, but let's respect women who are brave enough to step to the plate. Okay. That's right. And so some people were like, you know, Amanda, I'm tired of your post slamming men. You know what? Take a seat because unless you've been criticized your entire adult career based on superficial BS, unless you've been called words comparable to whore, slut, um, broad, uh, you know, dumb bubblehead, you know what I mean? All those things. Then don't come for me. Take a seat and I'll call you when I need you. I mean, like, you know what I mean? It's it's unbelievable to me. And that's what people don't get it. And so I've seen people through a different lens, you know, and mm-hmm. it's don't just vote for a woman because she's a woman and we want to make history. You know what I mean? Like you put your thought into it, but how about you respect her? Because guess what? When she, when any woman decides to be in any kind of leadership role, any kind of role that's going to rattle some cages and go against an establishment or try to, you know, go into that boys club, you need to take a stand and applaud her because she's about to get her ass kicked in that arena that we Much talk about. Much more so than her male counterparts. And, oh. and if anyone would deny that, then you have not been paying attention for the last 30, 40 years when women really 
did become more prominent in political office and took a more you know public role. But you're absolutely right. And here's the other thing that I've noticed and that I'll share, because I think that this speaks to what you said about we'd love to be able to embrace the character and the moral and ethical standards of a person who would be elevated to the highest office in the land, i.e. president. Here's the problem. Because of what you just described, because of the culture and climate where anyone who puts themselves out there is fair game, especially as a female, to be taken down by the keyboard trolls, that is the ex- that has a direct correlation with why many people who are very upstanding, more you know, with high moral values and, and high ethical standards of character, that's why those people stay in the shadows. They they retain a private life because they are not ready to subject themselves to having every lie and you know any kind of derogatory name or any potentially damaging <laughs> storyline yeah. attached to their family. Right. They don't want to put themselves out there. No. Many of the men who are willing and women for that matter have huge egos. And I, and I don't fault them for that because we had big egos or we wouldn't have pursued television news knowing that everybody was going to tell us every day that something was wrong with our appearance. Right. So some of those men by default, yes, they have money. Yes, they have big egos. They're the only ones that are really willing to put themselves out there Warts mm-hmm. and all with mm-hmm. the faults being aired, you know, because they have the mental fortitude and stamina that most of us really do not, because we would like to be able to go home at night and have some quality of life. Your whole private life and any semblance of normalcy is snatched away the minute that your name goes on that ballot. Absolutely. And it's they do it without, I mean, <laughs> they do it without even thinking or realizing. And I think, I think a lot of us, I think and women, I think we are kind of sometimes naive to think, you know, no, they won't do that. They won't, people aren't really that bad. People won't be that bad. You put yourself, you know, put a spotlight on you and you'll realize just how sad society is and just how cutthroat and cunning and just, I mean, it's unbelievable. It brings out the worst of the worst. I was laughing the other day because there were a bunch of men who were posting something and they said, you know, and they, they posted like any negative comments will be deleted. Oh, get the hell out of here. You know what I mean? Like if you're going to post, if you want to stand by something, you know, let people disagree with you and put yourself in the fire, but you can't handle it. I got you. I mean, like I leave, I was, people were raking me over the coals on some of these posts that I did on my public page. I mean, calling me every name in the book. And I'm like, you know, I'm just going to let, I leave it up there, even though they're insulting me because I want other people to see this is who we live amongst right here. Oh, absolutely. And and we talk about it all the time. The same people that would never dare say it to your face, but now they've set up a fake account and they've got a lot of power and authority and it's really, they're cowards. They're absolute cowards. Back in the day when people wrote those letters and slammed us, I had so much more respect for that woman who had like perfect penmanship saying that I'm too fat to be on television. I mean, it just made me have some level of, even though it was often criticism that was completely unwarranted, it it made me pause and take it perhaps a little bit more seriously because they actually took the time to write their, you know, criticism and attach their name and address. When you're anonymous on social media, 
aren't, don't you feel just, you know, so good about yourself because you're a complete phony. You've bashed somebody and, you know, completely quote unquote, as they like to say on Facebook, they torched somebody, you know, with their comments (laughs) and, or on Twitter, they always say that, that so-and-so got torched. And then I'm laughing because I'm thinking, and meanwhile, you know, this is some skinny little kid who's like 120 pounds soaking wet and all these athletes and celebrities that they're torching, they would run scared if they ever had to come face to face with these people. They would never have the ability to own their feelings and their criticisms because that's the cowardice that Mm -hmm. social media has created. You know, I remember running into a woman, this woman used to come for me all the time on social media and I um, saw her and I recognized her from her profile oh picture. Gosh. And I ran into her. Remember I told you that? And I ran into her. She was like in the soup aisle of <laughs> IV and I'm, she was standing <laughs> right where I need. And this is before we had, we were all wearing masks. So I'm like, I have to get there, you know? And, and I'm the type of person, like, I just want you to know, I know. So I'm going to like check you and I'm going to do it in a way that you don't even realize that you're being checked. So I was like, excuse me, I need to get this. And she looks up, she goes, Oh, Amanda. Oh, I just love you so much. I looked at her. I'm like, no, you don't. And that's okay. But you don't. Because <laughs> I've read everything that you've written to me. I mean. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. The look on her face like, would have been priceless. It was awesome. And I walked away like, and I was kind to her. I mean, I wasn't going to be like, you know, let me throat punch you for all the nasty things you said about me. But because for me, that's not satisfying. Like, I'm going to go Michael Corleone on you and just be real quiet and be like, look, I know. I know that you don't like me. That's cool. But just I, I'm not going to have a conversation with you now. You know what I mean? Well, like, here's here's what's kids. funny though is now with masks, it actually gives people, you know, even more anonymity to really oh. slam us because the odds of them <laughs> running into you are slim, and they won't even rec- we won't recognize them because they'll have their I face covered. I mean, they're going to have a hoodie up with a mask. There she is. There she is. <laughs> I mean, I look like I don't even. I mean, I'm straight incognito. I think that I'm incognito, but my problem is. I'll like talk in the store with my mask on and people are like, oh, they'll either be like, Tara, like, yep. Like it's, I just played it at you, but it's, it's just funny. But I am, um, I, I just think we need, and I say the word like revolution for women, like we need this revolution. And I'm not talking about, you don't need to go knit a hat that looks like a vagina and wear it on your head. You don't need to burn a bra because they're all too expensive. We don't need to do any of that. All I'm asking people to do, like, it's not wearing the vagina hats. Like, it's not pretty. There, it's not. It's not a vagina hat. It's a. It's a cat ear. It's a, well, but there are some vagina. Actual. You're kidding me. Okay, it's, I. I'm not. I, I going to say I'll have to Google it, but I'm not going to Google it because then I'll get a string of, of Vagisil ads on my Facebook feed. Well, no, because what's going to happen is you're going to Google it. Someone's going to hack you, and they're going to be like, "Look what Tara Thomas does during the day. She looks up <laughs> vagina hats." No, like this is not what you need. All I'm asking to do, you could a revolution can be start small and do little things. Like stand up for another woman. It Thank takes you. nothing away from you. You but know, this, this is where that's going to hit a roadblock. We do not want to stand up for another woman if we feel that her agenda isn't perfectly aligned with our own. And that is just ludicrous. Like you and I are very close friends and we would never agree on everything, nor should we. No. How can we learn from one another if we're lockstep like a bunch of sheep? I mean, I just don't get why people think that they can only be friends on Facebook with somebody who votes the same way, oh, it's eats so the same way, dresses the same way. I mean, get over yourself. One of my right. best friends is a raging... Um, 
very, you know, opinionated woman, as am I, strong woman. And we completely and utterly disagree on so many things. And we constantly will have a healthy debate about it through text or phone calls. And at the end of the day, like I love her dearly and she is one of, will always be one of my closest friends. It takes nothing away from our friendship because we might disagree over X, you know, celebrity or, or politician. I mean, I just don't. And, and that's what you said is so true. Instead of wasting all of your energy going on Facebook to constantly tear others down, flip the script and do something to build up a stranger, say something in person or, you know, clearly that's limited now with our social distancing, but say something to somebody, a random stranger or other woman online, and especially somebody who's putting themselves in the arena because you are not. Yeah. And you don't have to agree with everybody and you don't have to let people like you can let people know, like you can set up your boundaries. And, you know, it's kind of like, you know, my biggest line, I tell my, my daughter this all the time is what you allow will continue. So if you have that friend and if you can't have a conversation without her putting you down or cutting you down and, you know, especially if it's a, 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 if it's a conversation about politics, you know, you could check somebody like, look, I like these conversations, but you're not going to talk to me that way. You're not going to cross that line and then check it. But it's, I, I don't understand people who just get on and like anybody sharing, I don't care what side of the aisle you're on. If you're sharing Joe and the hoe on social media and you're <laughs> so a woman, stupid. you are an absolute disgrace. Thank you. So not long ago that we first, we were able to vote because let's not forget we right. live in a country that wanted to keep us in the kitchen and wanted to keep us silent. Like not too much has changed. And you know why not too much has changed? It's happening modern day. There was, we talked about our friend Sonia who worked at WHO in Des Moines. She was in the business for 27 years. She is wildly popular, wildly popular, had a huge following, like thousands and thousands of people on Facebook. Okay. She's won Emmy Awards. She won the Edward Murrow Award, which is like the highest journalistic award you can take. Okay. A month later, her contract was not renewed. So in Newspeak, that means you got fired. And you know why? Because she was the oldest woman in the newsroom. Point blank. Right. No other reason. No other reason. Uh, the this new company brought came in. Next Star. They own like they bought this station because they know, own nearly every other station in the country. It's run by men, and they came in and they, uh, uh, she's getting a little old. I sent her a message and I was like, I hope you take them down. So this is what I'm saying. Like if when we don't stand up for women, we let things like this happen. It's grave injustice. Like it's, it's just insanity. Like, do you remember when she like signed off that night where she was saying, you know, this is my last night. And I'm thinking something's going on because she was passionate about that job. Like that was her passion. She was great to the viewers. I mean, she did amazing stories and then all of a sudden poof. And I'm like, I bet it's because, because you can't, you can't eat, you know, you only age out of the news desk. You can't That's reach, right. you can't reach 60 and 70 like those men do. And one click away from having your entire journalistic career erased off of the website. And that's probably what they did. I'm sure the minute she signed off, you know, Gone. when the, the commercial rolled at the end of the newscast, she was erased from memory, theoretically, the station's memory. And here's what's sad. And we know this. It will not change anything because there will be a continued viewership mm -hmm. that tunes in to that station. The advertisers 
will not run away. They will still sign up to, to hawk detergent and cars, regardless of whether Sonia is on the air or at home, you know, staring at age spots on a close-up mirror. I mean, that's how sad this whole culture is for women, especially in a hyper-sensitive, all-about-the-appearance-driven industry of television. And so one thing that I will say that I love about you reaching out to her is it's exactly what we were talking about. It was like you taking a step to build up another woman because it's a lonely place to be. And there were probably no women in her midst that were even close to her age. So then she walks out, is forced out essentially, and left in the wake is no one that she could really ever have a long-term bond with because they're all running scared, distancing themselves from her so that they too don't get the cooties and get fired. And then her male counterparts, they get to stay on and keep doing their jobs, looking as, you know, old as Grim Reaper. I mean, Mm -hmm. so it's so crazy. And and so you connecting with her validated, you're not wrong, she's not wrong to feel to feel that she really got a raw deal. And then similarly, to to have somebody like yourself and, and me, former news anchors that can totally relate to her, to have people actually talking about it and sharing our story even for, you know, a limited finite audience through a podcast, I would feel that's pretty affirming because somebody else gets it, totally relates and knows that it's not right. It's not right because look at the message it's sending. We just sent the message. Like I I think about my, my three daughters. We just sent the message. It doesn't matter your level of education, your state of mind, how mature you are, how good you are at your job. You can win awards and you can be honored and you can be at the top of your game. Well, once you get hit a certain age, get out of here. Get out. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's, that's exactly what it's saying. I mean, the woman, like, if you want to talk, if you want to talk superficial stuff for a second, she was beautiful. She's a beautiful woman. Okay. She runs Ironman triathlons for God's sake. Like she's the top, like she's fitter than, you know, <laughs> me. Exactly. Like, Same like, moons. <laughs> so she was, doing every- <laughs> I mean, she was doing everything probably that the consultants at all, you know, they always tell you stay in shape and stay young and vivacious looking. She's a beautiful woman. So, okay. So that wasn't good enough. So you're just looking at, are you looking at a birth certificate? Because the date, like their expiration date, oh, she's getting up there. It's insanity. And we let them, so every time a woman out there on, especially I'm t- on social media, when you knock another woman, you're allowing this to happen because we're breaking right. the chain of solidarity. We're breaking the chain. So to me, I mean, I, I would caution anyone, especially adult females with young children and raising daughters as Amanda and myself are alluding to. Think about the bashing that you're doing, that you're vocalizing, because if your daughters are hearing you bash women that are in prominent positions, be it Kim Reynolds, Kamala Harris, or otherwise, what does that say about you and your ability to raise a woman who would be willing to put herself out there or have the confidence to take on leadership roles, knowing how easily other women will tear that person down? And so I have had to to check myself because one time I said a comment about another woman in front of Charlotte when she was quite young. And I just remember like seeing her looking at me, knowing that she was taking in what I was saying and it bothered me. And I said, mommy shouldn't have said that. And and mommy was wrong to say that. And so I owned the fact that there was no reason for me to make some comment, especially in front of my daughter 
when at the heart of it, it was just mean spirited about another woman. And, and it was like kind of that moment that we all have where you realize, okay, especially when, you know, the children are around, like we do have a responsibility to really walk the walk like you describe. And we can't just, you know, put a quote on Facebook and then not try to, in some regard, live that out and live it as an authentic truth in our daily goings on. And I think that what's really good for both of us is the fact that we are so vocal. It has really opened up a dialogue with our daughters where, you know, they know that there's not any sort of topic that's off the table because like you described, we're not just, you know, stuck in a kitchen. I mean, we're out there engaging in the community day in, day out in all of our, our work. And we have bad days and we have negative interactions and we have very stressful scenarios that play out. And I hope that they can learn from us that the way that we cope with some of these situations does look differently than how their dads would cope with it because we're women. Right. And if you have to resort to calling a woman a derogatory term, then I suggest you up your argument because women like us are going to chew you up and spit you right back out in one breath. So just end it. (laughs) And I want to end. And this is, we're actually going to be wrapping up. This is season. We're wrapping up season one today. Can you believe it? No. Who knew that we'd have a season? I was happy to just have one podcast and it's turned into I feel like we're really. episodes. <laughs> we're we're at that level now where we have seasons. So we're excited. We're going to kind of take a, take a break to just kind of um, regroup, get everything going, get back into the swing of um, semi somewhat normal again. Right? Yes. Yes. And we thank you for following our journey and we're coming, we're coming back and we're coming back hot. <laughs> Always. Definitely. I, I just can't thank you enough for giving me an ability to engage with you. And I love connecting with you. And since we've been limited with COVID, it's been wonderful to do so through a microphone, socially distanced across the community. Oh, it's been, it's been great. I wouldn't, I wouldn't do it with anybody else. I love you and I appreciate you. And thanks for making me a better person. Oh, that's so nice. I feel the same feeling is mutual. See, women can get along and play nice. Right. And we were supposed to be enemies. Don't forget. (laughs) We'll check you guys out soon. Take care.